Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. So have you ever wondered why some people just don't seem to see it? The gospel message is awesome. I know you know that. It's, it's the grace of God. It's overwhelmingly positive. And yet some people just don't seem to get it. Why is that? Stick around with me today till the end, and I'm going to show you not only why, but three things you can do and one thing you don't want to do to help people get it. Paul referred to these people in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and this is what he said. He said, even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Who is this God of this world? Well, notice it's small g. It's not the almighty God. It's not the Lord God. The God of this world, we read, is the devil. Yes, the devil's real. And he does seek to blind the eyes of people, to put a veil over their eyes, so that they can't see the gospel message. Of all the things the devil's doing today, he wants to blind people to the message of Christ, the salvation method, and uh, the, the method of salvation, the way of salvation, and he wants to he wants to damage the church of God, the people of God, you and I. He wants us to be unholy, he wants us to be unbelieving, he wants to damage or hurt us. This morning, we're talking specifically about what about those, they've got a veil over their eyes. They don't see. I used to think like atheists who tell me they don't believe in God, and they or people on campus all the time are saying to me, I don't see any evidence of God anywhere. And I used to think, they're lying. There's evidence of God everywhere. I often would tell them, if you tell me you don't see the evidence as being sufficient proof... I can understand that. But if you're telling me you don't see any evidence anywhere, well, come on. Really? Because there's evidence of God everywhere. But I've come to believe that there really are, they really don't see it. They really are blind. There really is a veil over their eyes. And for some reason, they're perishing. The, the unbelieving the God of this world, the devil, has blinded them so badly, they really don't see. Does that mean we're helpless? Is there anything we can do to help reach a person who doesn't see it? Maybe even a loved one in your family, a neighbor, a friend, someone that you really care about, and they just they just seem hard, they seem blind, they don't see it? I'll give you three things I think can help. But remember, this is a battle. It is warfare. You're, you're not only trying to convince them, you've got to realize there's an enemy that's got to be defeated. And that enemy is not your friend. It can be easy to get frustrated at them. It'd be easy to, to be angry at them that they don't see it. But that's not what the response is. Really, our frustration or anger ought to be taken out on the God of this world, the devil, because he's blinding their eyes and we've got to do battle against him as well. And that relates to the very first point here, and that's this. Pray for God to remove the veil and let them see. Remember, God still opens up blind eyes. 
we need to pray spiritual warfare prayers. God, open the eyes of this blind person. Let them see the gospel message. Give them an open mind. Give them to understand. Give them open ears to hear. Give them open eyes to see. Remember, Jesus said there's people who have eyes they don't see. They have ears, but they don't hear. Their minds are closed. Their eyes are closed. Their ear is closed. And sometimes we just need to ask God to open it up, and we need to specifically also pray, Lord, protect them from the influences of the evil one. Don't let them be deceived. Protect them from his power. The devil does have power, and he's blinded their eyes, and we have to say, God, you're greater than the devil. Open the eyes of this loved one that they might see. Pray that prayer. God, remove the veil. Secondly, don't assume they know the gospel because they've heard it before. You know, maybe we're talking about someone who's your own child, and we think, they grew up, we told them the gospel all the time. They went to church, they went to youth group, they went to Bible study. They've heard the gospel so many times, and they're still not seeing it. They're not getting it. Well, evidently, you know, Jesus told the parable about the seeds that fall on four types of soil, and the first soil, the hard soil, the, the, the birds come and eat up the seed, symbolic of the devil comes and snatches away the seed. And so don't assume that that seed is still lying dormant in the ground of their life. It might have been snatched away. What's that mean? They need to hear again and again and again and again. It is amazing how often sometimes people hear the gospel over and over and over and over and over, and they don't see it, they don't see it, they don't get it, they don't get it, and suddenly one day they get it. And it's almost like they say, why didn't you tell me this before? And you say, I've been telling you this before. But she just didn't get it. You didn't see it. In other words, don't assume they know the gospel. Sometimes I've talked to people who've been raised in Christian homes, and I know they've heard the gospel countless times, but they've not heard it recently. And I even ask them questions about what they believe, and that they're so far off. And you say, wow, I know, they, I know they've heard the gospel. But I ask him this question. If you wanted to become a Christian, would you know how to do it? People grown up in a Christian home, homeschooled kids, went to youth group, went to church, went to Bible study, and I ask them, and they're not a Christian, and they've, they've rejected Christ for now, but sometimes in these vulnerable moments, I ask them, if you wanted to become a Christian, would you know how to do it? And so often, their answer is way off there. It's like, wow, it's like they've never heard the gospel. The devil came and snatched the seed away. Don't assume they know it. They need to hear it again. Now, that doesn't mean you just are repeating yourself as a broken record, but it does mean you're looking for opportunities to tell them, to give them gospel literature, to, to think of a new way of presenting the gospel, telling a story, telling stories that present gospel truths. Don't, don't hesitate to bring it up. And then maybe they've said to you, stop telling me this, stop preaching at me. Well, again, we need to be creative. We need to ask God to soften their heart. We need to pray their heart would soften. We need to pray they become good soil. But also remember, they may not know it, even though they've heard it before. Number three, 1 Corinthians 13, them into the kingdom. What's that mean? Well, of course, 1 Corinthians 13 is the love chapter. And it gives us in there a number of qualities. Love, love is patient, love is kind. It's not boast, it's not arrogant. It's not rejoice in unrighteousness, rejoices in the truth. 
bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, etc. There's a number of, of qualities of love there. I encourage you, go ahead and write them down. Make a list of each one. And next to that, ask this person you're trying to love into the kingdom, ask, how have I been, where's the time, where's the time I can show them patience? Have I failed to show them patience? What's something I can do to show them kindness? Have I been failing to be kind to them? Where's, where's an area where I can rejoice in them and what's righteous? Because maybe they're living an unrighteous life. It's hard to rejoice with them. Where's something I can they're doing I can rejoice in them with that's righteous? Is there something unrighteous I need to make sure I'm not encouraging? How can I bear all things with them, believe all things? These Going through these different qualities and make a little list. If you really want to win this person and you want to 1 Corinthians 13 them into the kingdom, make a list of these positive, what you do to love them, and ask specifically, how am I doing that? Or are there ways I'm failing to do that or missing opportunities to do these things, to be loving them into the kingdom? You might be surprised how this will open up doors, and you might be surprised how even if it's, say, one of your own children or someone in your own family that you've become frustrated with or discouraged at their lack of salvation and their lack of seeing the gospel, you might be surprised how many of the 1 Corinthians 13 areas you've, you're failing in because you've lost heart or you've kind of given up or you've become frustrated or even angry with their lack of believing in Christ. Finally, one thing you shouldn't do. This is from the verse preceding here in, in 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians 4, verses 3 and 4 about the gospel blinding the eyes. Paul tells us right before that what he did not do. And I'd like to read this from the New Living Translation, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 1 and 2. You ready? Therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this new way, we never give up. We never give up. Not only that, he didn't resort to the wrong methods. Look at this. We reject all shameful deeds and underhanded methods. We don't try to trick anyone or distort the word of God. We tell the truth before God, and all who are honest know this. Brothers and sisters, in the end, our call is to be faithful. Our call is to speak what's true. We don't distort it. We don't use underhanded methods. We don't try and trick someone. And I know I know some churches do this. They try and trick you into coming. They try and trick you into the gospel. They try and trick you into believing and say, well, we'll, we'll straighten it out later on after they've got the Holy Spirit in them, after they're saved. So a lot of people believe this should be the way you do it. I don't. I think we've got to be honest with them. People can tell when we're not being honest. They can tell when we're being fake. And the one thing Jesus really didn't like was it fake the Pharisees, the fake religious. Be honest. Don't resort to underhanded methods. Think of how you can communicate clearly. Think of how you can reach them in a way. If they put up some barriers, you want to figure out how to reach them. But don't resort to underhanded methods. Don't try and trick them. Don't try and distort the word in hopes that you can get them to believe it because you distorted it or took away maybe some uncomfortable truths in it. Be honest. Tell the truth. 
And then you've done your part. Love them, pray for them, tell them the truth, love them. And then you got to leave it in God's hands. God's the one who saves people, not you, not me. It really is up to him. He's got to take off the blinders. It's between them and God once you've done your part and keep doing your part. Never give up. Father in heaven, we pray today for people we know who who just don't seem to get it. They're blind. In their unbelief, they can't see the gospel. I pray, oh God, remove the veil. We think right now specifically of people that we love and care about. We ask you, remove the veil. Help them to see. Open up blind eyes. Do a miracle, Father. Do a miracle. We need that. Help us to present the truth to them. Give us boldness. Lord, if they've heard before and rejected and said they don't want to hear anymore, help us to be creative in knowing how to come back and how to not give up and how to continue to say the truth in ways that aren't just irritating, but ways that are creative and and draw their attention. Help us, Lord, to share the gospel with those so that they might know the gospel. And finally, Lord, give us grace that we would take actions and steps of love each day to care for people and love people into the kingdom. Thank you, Lord, that your love won us, and we believe that's what they need as well. Be with us today. Fill us with your spirit. Give us courage to do what we should do this day, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Well, you got some marching orders there. Is there someone who's come to your mind today as we've talked about this, people with blind eyes? Three things you can do. Make sure you do them. Pray, look for those opportunities to speak the truth, and make out that list. What can you do to love them and actually deeds of love, kindness, goodness that just might soften their heart? If you're new today, welcome. I'm so glad you're along with us. We come here every day, and so I hope you'll join us. Subscribe to the channel. Become a part of uh, uh, this community. Like the video. That's important. If you would, like to give it a thumbs up on your way out. And share with your friends. So many people need to hear what we talk about here. Share with your friends. And then to those of you who are here every day, you know I love you. So glad you come along. And we're becoming doers of the word, and our lives are changing. It's so exciting that you let me sow the good seed of God's word in the good soil of your life. God bless you. I love you. And we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.